What up fam? Greetings and good tidings. Let me start off by saying some people, they just ain't right. Why do I think that? Well, you'll find out shortly. But for now, I want you to really think about our beginnings. Not our physical day of birth, but our ancestry place of origin. I used to ask myself, where do we come from? I know that there are black people all over this world, more so on the continent of Africa. But where did we really come from? I believe that our ancestral place is in Ethiopia because the Bible tells us that. The very first book in the Bible specifically talks about Ethiopia and of a river coming out of Eden, the Garden of Eden. And from there, it parted into four rivers, one of them being the Gihon River, which is spelled G-I-H-O-N, which the Bible said surrounded Ethiopia. That's awesome and factual if you're a Christian and believe the words that are written in the Bible. That means that we were one of the first peoples to populate this planet. But we weren't taught that in school. What were we taught? We were taught that Christopher Columbus discovered America. And there were Indians present. Now, I don't like the word Indians, but that's what we were taught. Not my word, but the people who wrote the history books. We were taught that the Indians befriended Christopher Columbus and his band of sailors and that they traded with them and took things that they found there back to Europe and that more Europeans came to this new land after him. Then the lesson turned to the Civil War, which was fought by the northern and southern states of America. We were taught that the war was about slavery and that the North thought slavery was wrong and that the North won that war. Then the history lesson jumped to a man by the name of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who organized black people to march around America to protest the lack of social justice in the South. D.N. Now, there's obviously more to our history than what we were taught in school. We got quizzed about the history of the European settlers who migrated to America. Yes, migrated, because they came to America by boat, unlike our African ancestors, who also came to America by boat. But their journey to America was a lot more comfortable than ours. Africans were taken from the motherland placed on crowded ships, chained, and beaten. Their women were also raped, and the sick, they were thrown overboard. This is a significant truth that is painful to tell, but it is part of our truths and of those who participated in the kidnapping, enslavement, and rape of our ancestors. Thank God that our 
ancestors didn't let enslavement define them because they knew where they came from, who they came from, and that they were more than the circumstances that they found themselves in. Now, let's talk about truth over fiction. How can someone discover a continent? A continent (laughs) already inhabited by people. They can't. You can't discover something that's already known and already there, that's inhabited by people. Just because you didn't know that it existed and others did doesn't mean that you get to say that you discovered it. What Columbus saw was an entire race of people who were very productive, self-sufficient, and living their best lives. Before he arrived on those lands, American history referred to those original inhabitants as wild savages. But they weren't. In fact, they welcomed Christopher Columbus and his band of sailors. So, what gives? I don't know any, and I do mean any nation, that would not defend their homeland when being invaded. This reminds me of the famous line from a science fiction movie where one of the characters said to the other, I come in peace. (laughs) Star Trek. And if my memory serves me correctly, shortly after that line was said, all hell broke loose. Just as it did when one nation invades another. And that's exactly what happened when the Native Americans, who I refer to as Aborigines, they saw that the Europeans weren't trying to play right and was trying to take their land. So, of course, they fought back like any nation would. So, no, they were not savages. They were civilized people who were defending the lands that they were born on and occupied since the beginning of their existence. And they were also intelligent. They traded with Africans. Yes, Africans visited the Americas well before the Europeans arrived. Evidence of that can be found in Central and South America. You will find huge stone statues and other artifacts depicting African features, and they can be seen in Mexico today, along with pyramids that resemble those located in Egypt. All you have to do is take a trip to La Venta, Mexico. That's L-A-V-E-N-T-A, Mexico. You'll see it all, live, huge, and in living color. The black people who inhabited that region of the world they were referred to as Amek, O-L-M-E-C. They resided there from 950 B.C. through 400 B.C. That's well before the birth of Christ. And which was well before Europe was Europe. Now the original inhabitants of America, they are and I consider them aboriginal people 
of America. For those who don't know what Aboriginal means, no worries. I got you. They are the original inhabitants of a land. In Canada, they're referred to as First Nation people. And in Australia, they're referred to as Aboriginal people. Now, let's dive into this Civil War, which began in 1861. We were taught that the Civil War started because of slavery. But we were not taught that slave trading in the West was first documented in 1619 when 20-plus African slaves were brought to Jamestown on the Mayflower or one of the other ships that came along with the Mayflower. And the slave trading began in earnest in the 1400s by Portugal. Now, and other countries such as the Netherlands, Spain, France, and the United Kingdom, they got caught up in the action. And they all made a lot of money, but as a result, caused a lot of pain and deaths at the hands of themselves and to the people that they enslaved. You see, black people during that time were not considered human beings, but property. Insurance companies even insured the slave owner's property, which was our ancestors, against loss. Slave owners also used black people, Africans, as collateral to get loans. And when the slave owners defaulted on those loans, the banks took ownership of our family. That's some bull. And that's actually factual. And sad. You may want to research some of those companies who are still in existence today to ensure that you are not supporting an entity that insured or financed slavery. If you are, you should determine what, if anything, they did to make amends to our community for the prior vile business practices. Real change begins with you, and it begins when you stop demanding that you and your community be treated fairly and with dignity. You got to start demanding it. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. Our history survives because people like us choose to breathe it into the minds of our youth. That's why it's imperative that we instill our history in them so that they aren't doomed to a future of ignorance and fiction about our history and our existence. You can rest assured that other ethnic groups teach their young about their ancestry, where they came from, and the contributions that their ancestors made toward the betterment of mankind. We have to do the same just as Mamadou Koyate did. He's a Mali storyteller. And I know I butchered his name, so I'm going to spell it. It's M-A-M-A-D-O-U-K-O-U-Y-A-T-E. He said, I teach the kings of their ancestors so that the lives of the ancient might serve 
them as an example. For the world is old, but the future springs from the past. Keep that in mind the next time that you look beyond a child who's historically lost. Because that child could be the very person who inspires a community to look beyond their current circumstance. Just as Bishop Desmond Tutu, Nelson Mandela, and Barack Obama did in their role as community leaders. Do this. Go to a quiet place. Take some really deep breaths. Clear your mind of any and all negativity. Best you can. I know. Life is hard out there. Believe me. I know. But try. Now, say these words. I may have been born with nothing, but I don't have to live my life like I'm nothing. I leave you with a quote from Bishop Tutu. Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. One love.